Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading other people. I am John Laredo, your host and soon-to-be author of the book, Tomorrow's Leader. I know I talked about that in the last podcast. I'm very excited about my book coming out. It will be out, I think, in the next two to three months. Um, and uh, very excited. It'll hit Amazon, online, bookstores, uh, eventually, I think, later uh, than two months out. But it will be in bookstores. Very excited about that. If you want more information, DM me. It will be a whole different type of leadership book, full of stories, and all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, in any event, done with this self-promo stuff. Um, I've always been fascinated. I want to talk today about um, the concept of breakthroughs. I've always been fascinated about leaders that 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 really break through to the next level or anybody, athletes, people in general that in one area of their life or their entire life, they just figure out how to break through to another level. And people talk about that all the time, that term, and what does it mean? And how do you do it? Whatever. And, you know, is there really such a thing? Whatever. Uh, yes, I believe there is without a doubt. You see it all the time. You see people that that ultimately change their norm. And we talked about this in the last episode, their internal thermostat. And ultimately, they are just their whole norm and expectation is different than it was prior. They've got a new capability. They've got a new skill set, a new talent, a new level of influence and uh, uh, ability and impact. And what I want to talk about today is how you do that. What actually goes into when I've seen leaders that have done this or myself when I've gone through breakthroughs and we can all probably think to a period of time in our life where we felt like we did, what actually was happening and how, if it's possible, how do we trigger a breakthrough? How do we create it? How do we make it happen? I'm going to share with you some ways to do that today. I'm going to take you back a bit. So uh, when I was like, I think it was 14 or 15, I remember, uh, and I was a freshman, I just entered high school. And I remember being in the hallway of the high school and uh, basically getting bullied by some guy who was, I don't know, a junior or a senior. And uh, he was a big guy, thick, and he put me in a headlock. Uh, and I, and he wasn't even like, it wasn't even a fight or anything like that. He just put me in a headlock kind of as a joke, I guess, or whatever. Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. I could not even budge. I couldn't even move. I was basically like his little rag doll, uh, to play around with. And, uh, I had no strength to overcome him whatsoever. And I remember finally after turning like beat red and not being able to breathe, he let me go. And uh, I guess that would have been the moment I should have thrown a punch or done something. But I had I had not an ounce of muscle on my body. Um, I had nothing. And here was this guy who looked like, you know, a, uh, a linebacker. I remember him vividly. I mean, he was just a big dude, muscular guy. 
And I'm like, what the? I remember being so, I was embarrassed. I was just humiliated. I was angry. I was angry at myself for not being able to get out of the headlock and blah, 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 blah. And I remember going home and uh, I remember in my bedroom, I had this like skinny mirror, length mirror, and no pun intended, coincidentally, here I was, this really skinny guy. I was 6'3". I think I was 6'3", my height now, when I was a freshman in, in high school. It's crazy. Uh, I know I was over six feet, and I was just reed thin. I was skinny, skinny, skinny. I had no muscle. Now, when I say this, I went, I remember, and I remember this like yesterday, I went to the mirror, and I held up my arm, and I flexed. And I remember squeezing as hard as I can, flexing my muscle. And I had I had a no shirt on. I was looking at my my arm, and there was nothing. When I say it wasn't even like there was a small muscle, there was no muscle. I didn't even know at that point how I managed to move my arm because there was no sign of any muscle whatsoever in that arm. Not bicep, not tricep, nothing. It was just skin and like bone. And as hard as I tried to squeeze and show muscle, there was nothing, literally. And I do remember it vividly, and I really haven't seen anything like that before. The bottom line, I, at that moment, realized I have to do something. I am not spending the rest of my life like this. Now, I will tell you, at that point in my life, I was so, and I became so embarrassed of my skinny arms that I would never wear a short sleeve shirt. Honestly, for a period of time, it was a couple of years in high school where even if it was the summertime, I hated wearing short sleeve shirts. I wouldn't, I would wear a long sleeve shirt. I would do as much as I could, as, as much as I could possibly avoid, I would not wear a short sleeve shirt. I hated it. Or if I did, I'd wear one that had really long sleeve shirt. It was like a half shirt, uh, one of those baseball shirts that covered up your upper arms because I had these skinny arms. It was ridiculously painful for me to show those off because they were just embarrassing. So here I was, and I remember taking, it's funny, my son Nick has gotten very much into working out recently, which I'm thrilled, and he's packing on muscle. like He's working out. I'm like, dude, this is great, man. It took me a lot to build muscle, and he's just packing it on. Uh, but I remember like, I just wanted to gain weight. I mean, I didn't even care if my arms were fat at that point. I just wanted, I didn't want them to be as skinny as they were. I ideally wanted muscle. But uh, I remember taking weight gainer shakes. I mean, you know, at that point for somebody and everybody would love to be a skinny person trying to gain weight. I think now I think back, I'm like, wow, that must have been fun. You know what? It wasn't. It sucked. It was painful. It was painful being skinny, but it was also painful trying to eat enough to gain weight. But bottom line is I was committed to it. I was going to do it no matter what. I would, no matter what it took, I was going to build muscle and change my physique. I hated the way I looked. My shirt was off. I had just ribs and bones. That was it. So that began my mission. At the age of 14, I think it was, I started working out. I got a home set and worked out up in the upstairs bedroom, and which became my gym. And uh, I never have stopped since that period of time. Uh, I've always, at the most, I've taken a couple weeks off, but I have been working out consistently. And I'm 49 now since that day in, uh, when I was 14 years old and put in a headlock. So uh, that for me was a triggering event that caused massive action and a whole change in my life. And I look back and I'm like, you know what? I think I certainly at some point would have gravitated toward weights, 
but uh, I never would have gone to the extreme, and and uh, it, I don't think it would have gotten become a, as big of a part of my life as it did. Um, when I was in college, I entered a bodybuilding competition. Little known fact: uh, I never took steroids. I ate. Uh, incredibly well. There was a period of, I think, three or four years where I never had one single piece of junk food. I mean, I was on a mission, an absolute crazy mission. Uh, and I remember never, I didn't drink. I didn't, I mean, the, up, up until college, I really didn't drink at all. Just through high school, I was so strict uh, on every part of my life because I knew that everything I did was either going to help or hurt my goal and vision of building a better physique. And, um, I did. I changed everything. I never missed a workout. I didn't care what it was. I never missed a meal that was a healthy meal. I just changed my whole life. And part of this is realizing that there's two things that we're fighting against. One is our current situation and the pain or pleasure of that current situation and the pain or pleasure of our ideal situation or where we want to be. At that point, the pain of my current situation and the pleasure of the desired state or situation were so high that it just threw me into this mode of high, high action and doing things and changing things and sticking to it and becoming incredibly disciplined. I had a powerful why. I didn't want to live the rest of my life getting put in headlocks and not that many adults get put in headlocks anymore, but uh, you know what I mean? I didn't want to live that life. That was, to me was not, not a way I wanted to be. I wanted to change it and I knew I could. And so I began that and I certainly did. Uh, my whole life changed. My confidence level changed. It affected more than my physique. It affected my whole personality and it affected ultimately my life. I look back on that and I'm, you know what? I'm glad that guy put me in a headlock. So thanks dude, whoever you were, I can't remember your name, big beefy dude with big, muscular arms that put me in a headlock I couldn't get out of. Thank you, because you helped change my life. And maybe now that's helping to change other people's lives. So I think about this, though. How do breakthroughs actually happen in life or in business? The first thing we have to realize is most people are not honest with themselves. Most people lie to themselves. It's not malicious. It's not even intentional. It just happens. So if you think about people that are not happy with how they look or their weight, they think back to how they eat, and most people don't are not honest really with how much they eat or really how badly they eat. We tend to easily forget the things that we don't want to remember, right? Ah, geez, you know what I did? I had three Big Macs, you know, the other day. Uh, I had pizza on Friday night. I had, you know, this or that. Uh, we tend not to remember that. I was a financial advisor for many years. I would work with clients that couldn't figure out where their money went. Hey, we got more month left over at the end of the money instead of money left over at the end of the month. And uh, they would we'd walk through their expenses. We'd actually go through an exercise where we and I'd have them track their expenses for 30 days in real time. And then they'd bring it back to me. They'd be like, oh my gosh, I, we never knew we were spending, you know, a thousand bucks a month going out to eat. We never knew it. Well, that's because we ultimately give ourselves permission to exaggerate or omit or even outright lie to ourselves about what we're doing. I talk to business people all the time. I talk to business owners. I talk to salespeople. I talk to leaders who, when they ultimately think about it, they're not being true about their activity or their key tasks as it relates to what they're trying to accomplish. I'll give you an example. If you're a salesperson out there, 
And I'll ask this question for you. How many swings are you taking each week? And what I mean by that is how many times are you stepping up to the plate? How many selling opportunities do you have on a weekly basis? How many did you have last week? How many did you have the week before? If you have one or two and you're thinking you're you're doing five or ten, there's the problem. Most people sit and wonder, why am I not doing better than I am? And in reality, the answer is not that complicated. It's just starting with being brutally honest and looking at reality and tracking it and literally saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm gaining a pound a week because I'm eating 4,000 calories a day. I didn't realize that. But now when I started tracking it, you know what? And I'm being truthful. Now, that's, that's what it is. It starts with the brutal honesty. So as a leader, I'm not getting the results. Well, let me really take a deep dive. Let me take a look. Let me ask other people. Maybe there's thing, things that I'm not even seeing. Okay, if I'm a leader, am I present? Am I communicating with my people? I mean, I, I've talked to leaders. I was talking to one the other day who we were having a, an in-depth conversation about this person's leadership and where they felt they were, things were going well, where, where they were not. One of the things that he was bringing up was he felt like his organization was starting to, to become fractured and, and there was not that level of cohesiveness anymore. And I said, okay, well, how many times, how, what's your communication like? How, how frequently are you communicating with your people? Well, we figured out together was he bottom line was not talking to people nearly as much as he thought he was. So if the leader is not communicating and bringing people together, well, the result of that is going to be a fractured organization and less cohesiveness and culture is going to take an impact. Results are going to take an impact. So it, it wasn't until we really started looking and we're looking at the calendar even and going through the last day or two days or whatnot. And it was became pretty clear quickly that, wow, you know what? The problem is I'm not talking to my people enough. I have to do that. So that came out of that was one specific action step that enabled him to make a dramatic difference. Oftentimes this happens. I see this with business owners all the time. You know, I I did an episode a little bit ago. How often are you working on your business versus in your business? Most business owners would say, yeah, you know what, our leaders, I, I work on my business a lot. The difference is very drastic. I mean, working on your business is essential Working in it is essential, but if you do one versus the other too much, then that's a breakdown. Uh, And most leaders say, yeah, you know, I do work on my business a lot. And then they break it down. They're like, you know what? I don't. I'm so busy working in it. I don't work on it. I'm not. So I'm not coming up with new ideas. I'm not looking at the strategy and how we're actually implementing and executing against our plan and our vision. So these are all gaps that can be easily solved. Breakthroughs are created and they start with brutal honesty. Remember that. Every breakthrough starts with brutal honesty at the onset. Okay, you know what? I'm not eating right. I'm not exercising enough. I am spending too much. I'm not communicating enough with my people. I'm not being authentic as a leader. I'm not being present as a leader. I'm not being transparent. I'm not being clear. I'm not setting expectations enough. I'm not following up and inspecting those expectations, whatever the case may be. Um, Secondly is once we've done that, We've got to understand what is our why to get from that 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 pain of that present state to the pleasure of the desired state. There's got to be a why in there. And if you can't, sometimes we find it and we think we know it, but you will know if you have it or not by by how well you stick to this the activities that you need to do. So if my why is not strong enough, I may say to myself, okay, yeah, you know what? I, I want to set 10 appointments a week and I've only been setting 
three. I need to do this. I need to do this. And you commit to it verbally, but then the action doesn't happen. That's an example where your why is not strong enough. Okay, there's nothing really keeping me accountable to that. If my why is really accountable, I mean, if, uh, powerful rather, then I'm going to be able to keep myself accountable. I'm going to stay disciplined. So if it's not working, search for it. Why, am I, why do I want this desired state? What happens if I don't get this desired state? You know, what happens if I stay on my current path? What happens from a health standpoint? What happens from my business standpoint? What happens from my self-respect? What happens to the, the influence I have? What, ha- what does this look like if I stay? You're going to hit something that's so painful, potentially, that causes you immediately to just wake up and you almost shudder because you think about that. I don't want that. I don't want that situation. That's like, no, no way, no way. And then thinking about the desired state, if I do this, what happens If I run that race and I get to the finish line, how do I feel? What do other people, how do my family feel? How do my kids feel if I do this marathon, whatever? If I achieve this goal, if I grow this organization, if I lead us in this direction, if I overcome this obstacle, if I lose this 15 pounds, if I build up wealth and I get my my budget under control, whatever the case is, what's the pleasure of that? How am I going to feel? What's that going to open up for me? What other opportunities what other ways might I be able to experience life that I wouldn't be able to otherwise? Sometimes that, that, those pictures are so drastically different. The why is in there, right? You just have to explore it a little bit more. So if you're trying to go down and we're coming up on New Year's resolutions and I know January 1st through January probably 21st, the parking lot of the gym is going to be packed if you're in a place where the gym is open. Hopefully, yes. Uh, the parking lot is packed. Everybody's in there. Everybody. Because everybody wants to get in shape as a New Year's resolution. And then three weeks later, they, they quit. They stop. Well, your why is not strong enough. And you're not being honest with yourself. You start to say to yourself, well, I can do it without you know, doing this. Or I can lead my organization with less communication. I can do it. I mean, they know me. They know what's expected. And they know I don't need to keep drumming on them again. No. That's where great leaders become mediocre. Ultimately, and that's where people ultimately start down that road of failure. That's how it happens. That's how easy it is. But ultimately, I've got to figure out my current state, the pain of that, my my pleasure of the desired state, and what's the why that's going to bring those together. Because that will motivate you to take the actions. For me, I don't want to get put in headlocks, and I didn't want to be wearing short, uh, long sleeve shirts for the rest of my life. I wanted to feel good about how I looked. That for me was my why. I've envisioned all the things that would come from that. Okay, I've had many breakthroughs in business where I've done that and thought through, okay, what does this look like if I stay on this path? Okay, let me be very honest with myself. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. One of my next episodes, I'm going to talk in depth about a personal decision that I made and a professional one, which was incredibly eye-opening and unbelievable experience. And I'm going to give you some examples of this real time. So stay tuned for one of the next episodes. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this, and I'd love some feedback. I've gotten so much feedback recently. Thank you for everybody. I love the messages. Please keep them coming because it keeps me excited. Sometimes I talk into these cam- the camera and the microphone. You don't have a live audience. It's tough to know. Does this resonate? So if it does with resonate with you, if it helps you at all, please let me know. Just shoot me a, a, a message. I don't care. On Facebook, text me, email me, whatever. I'm at john at loritogroup.com. 
uh, easy. LaredoGroup.com. John at LaredoGroup.com. So I uh, hope you found some benefit to this. Uh, take it. Do something with it. Don't just let it sit in your brain. Do something with it. Take some action and keep liking, subscribing, sharing, commenting. Go down below. Give some feedback. Rate this show five stars. And thanks for your time today. Have a great one. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.